Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we just recorded for like 10 minutes and had to start over. Because it's, it's of fine. me. Because of me, it's fine. We don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> really? We are professional podcasters with millions of listeners and we don't. It's the same. It's It keeps us humble, really. <laughs> it keeps us. I mean, millions of listeners is maybe a, maybe an exaggeration. <laughs> also, professional is maybe an exaggeration. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hello. <laughs> Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Kara just got back from New York. I did. And mm-hmm. it was a blast. And everybody is obsessed with Olive. How do people have babies in New York? I feel like they probably go to I New mean, York to live. I mean, I think they live. have them the same way we all do. Yeah, they go to New York to live, and then they just move away when they have babies, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess they leave the city. Yeah, because I did not It would see. be hard. I saw several people with children, but I didn't see many babies. I saw maybe like three or four. Really? Yeah. I guess when you say that, I don't recall seeing a lot of babies either. Who no, wants to deal with the stroller in Manhattan? Oh my God, it was ridiculous. Yeah. We I think we only took the stroller out once and we ended up walking forever. But yeah, Lady in Times Square stopped us and asked to take a picture of Olive because she's so cute. Well, she is so cute. She has she is, I mean, she's the best baby. She had New York cheesecake. She had all the desserts. Ferrara, Ferrara Ferrara, is that it? In Little Italy. Dessert place, like the best dessert place ever. She loved it, of course. Screamed at people, and I'm sure people were like, Why is a baby out at 9 30? Kid doesn't sleep. I feel so. like people need to back off with their, yeah, don't tell me how to parent. She yeah. doesn't sleep at all. Don't so. tell me how to do anything. I'm gonna live while she's living. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I have a story. Okay, by the way, the store. Slowly transitioning sweatshirts. <gasps> oh Tank tops are gone. Sweatshirts yes. are, are there. I've got a couple of designs I need to upload. Yeah, I don't think we've got any new. None of the new designs are in there yet, but yeah. we've got the it's coming. sweatshirts it's of the happen. current designs are in yes. there. And I realized that I don't like the way the store is currently laid out. So we're going to get in there and messing with that too. So if you start looking at it and you're like, what's happening? It's because we're messing around with it and we're yeah. not professionals. <laughs> we don't do so anything just professionally. We just do it. Like an ADHD. We just figure things out as we go. Caffeinated. That's how I've done my whole life. Mm -hmm. Just figuring things out as we go. Going going at it. Okay. So this story Mm -hmm. is wild. Tell me all about it. My mom was staying with me this week. I love her. And I could not, I needed a certain type of story this week just because of my mental health. And I kept starting different stories and then they would just get a little too dark. And I'm like, yeah. nope, can't take, can't take this. Yeah. And so my mom would be like, okay. And she would just start Googling and she'd be like, what yeah. about this story? What about this story? I love your mom. So uh, she's the best. She's so cute. And so finally landed on this one and I'm like, oh, this one's good. Oh. Because it's not that Thanks, it's, mom. it's not a happy story or anything, but it's so weird. It will, it's going to have you all fascinated. So I can't wait to tell you. 
It's an Australian story. Okay. Good eye, mate. Mm-hmm. You're going to finish them chips. I just know because Olive likes Put a little shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Olive likes bluey a lot, so I'll just quote Is bluey Australian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of bluey. I just had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's not do that. Let's... Listen, you don't know more accents. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Okay. Ready? Yep. Gilbert Bogle. Bogle. He was a physicist. Mm, a smart fellow. In Sydney, Australia. <laughs> uh, promise to never do that again. Okay. He was right. super smart. He had been a Rhodes Scholar. He was a physicist, so dumb people don't become physicists. He worked at the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization mm-hmm. at, the, <laughs> at the University of Sydney. Mm-hmm. He was also married with children, but that didn't stop him from having casual sexual relationships with women. Okay. He got around. There was a guy named Jeffrey Chandler who also worked with Gilbert. And, and Jeffrey had a relationship with him. They didn't have a relationship together. Okay. No. Okay. But... Jeffrey's wife, Margaret, had a relationship with Gilbert. Wow. Okay. Now, switchy, switcheroos. One of the articles I read said, mm-hmm. it is possible that Margaret was bored with her life. Okay. Or upset with her own husband's philandering because Jeffrey was also, he had multiple affairs. Okay. 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 But here's the thing. There was this like free love thing going on. Basically yeah. like. Open marriages seem to kind of be the norm in the world that these people lived in. The article made it sound like this particular group of people connected to university, like it was a known thing that these affairs were going on Mm -hmm. and it wasn't seen as such a big deal. So it's possible that the spouses knew and it was all consensual. Okay. Now, I don't know if it was a super widespread thing. Gotcha. But it does seem like it was a thing, at least for the Chandlers. Because of this story that I'm about to tell you. Okay. Gilbert Bogle and the Chandlers were at a barbecue at someone else's house just before Christmas in 1962. And on the way home, Margaret told her husband that she had a crush on Gilbert. And Jeffrey was like, hey, if you want to take on Gib as a lover, if it would make you happy, you do it. Oh, thanks, hon. Yeah. So she had his blessing. Thanks, mate. Good on you, mate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I can think of no Australian yep. sayings. <laughs> I just had bone pointing pop in my head. You want to do a little bone pointing with Gib? You just go right ahead. Yeah, go right ahead and point mm-hmm. those bones. Just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Feathers and all. They were totally no big deal. Okay. So then, a little over a week later, there's another party, a New Year's Eve dinner party. At the home of Ken and Ruth Nash. Like this gets a little confusing. There's a lot of going back and forth. So. Ken also worked with Gilbert and Jeffrey, so he invited them to the party. The Chandlers showed up together, but Jeffrey leaves the party alone around 1130. So Margaret stays there. She wants to hang out with Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey leaves. He goes to a different New Year's Eve party because he wants to see this woman named Pamela Logan because that's his current girlfriend. Okay. He's married to Margaret. He wants to go see his girlfriend. Okay. It's all consensual. Margaret knows about Pam. No big deal. Okay. But then Jeffrey comes back to the original New Year's Eve party around 2.30 in the morning. And he's going to go home. But Margaret's like, 
I'm going to stay here. Remember that one time in the car. You said it's okay. Okay. And Gilbert will bring me home. Okay. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. I'm actually going to go stay at Pam's house then. Oh. She's like, great. Great, great. So our house will be empty. Okay. Great. Perfect. The kids were at her parents' house. Okay. I'm telling you all this, not just because it's like juicy gossip, but because it's clear that this is just all out in the open. There's no secrets. There doesn't appear to be any jealous spouse stuff going on. Okay. And that's all important because of what's coming later. Okay. So Gilbert and Margaret leave the party at about four o'clock in the morning and they drive. I I don't understand. How do y'all do it? Listen, I'm in bed at 9 o'clock at night. I need sleep. Yeah, don't think about texting (laughs) Megan at 1030 and getting a response. I texted you back. I'm really proud of you. I know. When I texted you back, it was like 1030. And I was like, I was like, I bet she didn't think I'd get back to her. Wow. I had been asleep. It's the thing. And I woke up and saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they go to Lane Cove River, which was a known lover's lane in the area. Okay. Several hours later, two children were searching for golf balls near Fuller's Bridge when they come upon Gilbert Bogle. They see him laying there and they think, oh, he looks, he must be drunk. I mean, it is New Year's Day. Yeah. And they're like, he must be drunk. They come back by about an hour later and he hasn't moved. Oh. And they see he's still laying there in the same position, only this time his face has turned blue. And they run to get help. Oh. Police arrive, and when they inspect Gilbert's body, they see that he's not actually dressed. He's kind of dressed. His trousers are laid over the back of his legs so that it looks like he's wearing them, but he isn't. And a piece of carpet was laid on top of his back underneath his jacket, which was laid perfectly on his back. Oh. As they moved outward investigating, it didn't take long to find Margaret Chandler's body a short distance away. She was also partially undressed and she had been covered with a broken-up cardboard beer box. At first, investigators believed that she had covered up Gilbert's body and then her own, but closer examination suggested that someone had covered her body as well. Oh. Now, obviously, you've got two people who are married and not to each other, and they wind up dead, Mm -hmm. so suspicion is going to fall on their spouses. Of course, yeah. So Jeffrey Chandler, as we all know, had already given his wife his blessing to go have her flame with Gilbert. Mm Mm-hmm. And police couldn't believe that, okay? They were like, of course, no way. Yeah. But he had an ironclad alibi. Like I said, he'd gone to see Pam, and they come back to the party, and then he left again. And when he left again, he went and stayed the night at Pam's place, and he had stayed there until about 10 o'clock the following morning. Okay. Police questioned Pam as well. So then they thought about Gilbert's wife, but she was heavily pregnant, mother of three, and this article was like, she had done the respectable thing and stayed home with the children. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and so she wasn't a suspect at all. Jesus. But then Gilbert had another girlfriend, <laughs> a lover of three years, Margaret Fowler. She had also worked at that research lab. At the, Who doesn't? I think it must have been a big like university place. She had worked there at the Radio Physics Library. And her husband was a chemical engineer. Oh, my God. And newspapers so like smart people in Australia, <laughs> and they're all getting on. And her has the newspapers were like, "Oh, he could have used some secret chemical to <laughs> kill Doctor Bogle out of jealousy." But but then that didn't really go anywhere. Oh, okay. So things are already weird. Yeah, but they're about to get a whole weirder? lot weirder. Oh, what? you have no idea. Okay, wow. So you may have noticed when I mentioned the bodies, I didn't mention any obvious sign of death. 
And that's because there aren't any. There's no gunshot wound. There's no knife wound. There's no physical damage to the bodies. No injection sites, nothing. Nothing. Okay. What they do find is this. There are signs of vomit and excrement from both Gilbert and Margaret, along with items of clothing on the exposed bed of the river. Oh. So here's what we're thinking at this point. They go skinny dipping. They went to the lover's lane. Uh-huh. They're in the middle of making out. Uh-huh. At this time, from what we know, just after the coroner's examination, the coroner is saying that they hadn't had sex. Okay. So they're in the middle of making out. They hadn't quite gotten to the point of having sex yet, but they are going at it. Uh-huh. They're undressing each other, and suddenly they're vomiting and losing control of their bowels. Like, this is horrific. So it's like poison. Yeah. Except forensic examination showed no trace of any poison. So this case... Food poisoning? They were at a party, but everybody else would have been sick, too. Right. And, I mean, they're making out and making out, and it's very sudden. And quick. It killed them quickly. Oh, God. So this case caught a lot of attention. It's got high society folks. It's got wife swapping. It's got mysterious deaths. Right. And there are these rumors that maybe Gilbert Bogle was involved in research for the Cold War, and so someone killed him over it. Oh. At an inquest a few months later. And now he's got the shits. Explosive shits. Okay. Well, they both did. Yeah. Apparently. At an inquest a few months later, the coroner concluded that Bogle and Chandler had died because of, quote, acute circulatory failure. But as to the circumstances under which such circulatory failure was brought about, the evidence does not permit me to say, end quote. In other words, he stated that Bogle and Chandler died either because their hearts stopped beating or they stopped breathing, which is just basically how anybody dies. So that really tells us absolutely nothing. What? In 1996, tissues were sent to America to be tested for LSD, but these were negative. I don't even know why this was done because there have never been any documented human deaths from LSD overdose anyway. So I have no idea why they decided, let's test these for LSD. Let's send them to America. They might know something about LSD. I don't know. Have you ever seen Fear and Loathing? (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Megan. Kara. You know that I have ADHD, right? I do know this about you. You do? Yes. So you know that while I'm breastfeeding, I can't take my medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at night, it's like my ADHD thoughts won't stop talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need somebody to talk those thoughts through with. I think talking things through with someone yeah. always helps. Yeah, regardless of ADHD or not. Yeah, I don't even have ADHD and I deal with racing thoughts fairly often. I'm having all sorts of trouble sleeping lately. Yeah. And I've learned that just getting things out of my head and out loud to other people helps so much. Yeah. And that's what therapy is all about. So you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. You know what? Better help is out there. Instead of having to wait a week to go meet with a therapist, you can easily just log into the app and get matched with a specialist. And there you go. Yeah. I think the great thing about BetterHelp is that it makes it so easy to find a therapist. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a therapist, and then it's right there on your phone. Yeah. And if you don't vibe with that specific therapist that you're matched with, they'll match you with another one. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get a break from your thoughts with 
with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash WMMM today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WMMM. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. In 2006, this documentary comes out by this guy named, his name is Peter Butt. Yep. Peter Butt. The documentary documentary. is called Who Killed Dr. Bogle and Mrs. Chandler? And it aired on ABC. And here's where we're going to get to what seems to be the most accepted cause of death. Maybe. Okay. And it's as crazy 
as any other explanation. I'm ready for it. Buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) But, or cup. But. In the 1940s and 50s, so Mm -hmm. in the decades leading up to this event, Mm -hmm. the local council in Sydney received all sorts of complaints about the smell of rotten eggs coming from the Lane Cove River. Oh, no. Remember, this is a known lover's lane. Yep. And apparently it smells like rotten eggs. Why would you go there for that? Anyway, lots of residents wrote to the local council to complain about how this smell was so bad that it caused nausea, 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 what's nausea? Not, no. And <laughs> it's like emus, emus. Nausea. <laughs> everything sounds wrong. Nauseas. Nausea and nausea. trouble breathing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about how this smell was so bad that it caused nausea and trouble breathing. Hmm. There were also a series of massive fish kills. They were actually having to evacuate the houses of people who lived really close to like the water. Like sulfur smell? Because of this. Because people were having trouble breathing at night. Oh. The Maritime Services Board did a year-long study of the river and found that the bottom muds were saturated to a depth of 50 centimeters. That's 20 inches for us dirty Americans. With hydrogen sulfide gas. <gasps> which is apparently as toxic as cyanide gas. Oh, my God. And that very large and fast releases of hydrogen sulfide gas could occur from a section of the river enclosed by the dam. Oh, no. The reason for this was because of a factory that had been pumping its waste into the river since the 1890s. And the most affected location was within a quarter mile of the dam, which is exactly where Gilbert Bogle and Margaret Chandler had died. Oh, my gosh. This is insane. So, like, a bubble of that gas just got them. What? I know. At the time of their deaths, bizarre. the weather had been very cool and calm, which would have allowed high concentrations of gas to accumulate. (gasps) And the location where Gilbert and Margaret had gone to have a little privacy to, you know, get it on was kind of like... Oh, my gosh. Not exactly down in the water, but it was sort of in a depression at water level. Yeah, so it would all... Oh. Surrounded by a bank and mangroves. So they had a little privacy. Yeah, but no. And hydrogen sulfide is heavier than air, so it's going to sink. Yep. And when the air is calm, the gas accumulates in low-lying areas like this. Now, again, this is all speculation, what? and there's no way to prove it that at this point. It makes so much sense. It fits everything. Oh, my gosh. On top of that... On New Year's Day, the day the bodies were discovered, police divers reported a great disturbance at Black Riverbed sediment. Their search of the river was then delayed for 11 days, and even then, visibility remained poor. Which leads you to think something happened underground. Something bubbled up from underground, disturbing the sediment. What they think happened here is that a big bubble of hydrogen sulfide gas came up out of the water... And this horrific stroke of bad luck right over where Gilbert and Margaret were making out, and it killed them. What? They inhaled it, and they died. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I, Science killed them. It is the most insane thing. What? That's wild. So on the bodies... There were slight skin abrasions and then shoe and knee prints in the ground that kind of suggested that both victims were disoriented and had tried to leave the depression before collapsing. Okay. Neither of them had been able to get their clothes back on. Like, they were making out, and then Uh suddenly something happened, and, like, they're throwing up, they're losing Uh control of their bowels, and they're dead. It's all very fast. Oh, my God. When the initial coroner's report was done, he had actually 
I think because it's the 60s. Yeah. And, you know, the mindset was different then. He was just trying to be modest. He had suppressed the part of the pathology report that said there was semen on Gilbert's body. Remember how I said? Oh, yeah. Initially, they were like, oh, they hadn't had sex yeah. yet. It may not have been true. And maybe they hadn't had intercourse yet, right? Yeah. But there was semen on Gilbert's body and coat. This suggests they were really in the middle of sex or very close to it. Right. So it seems clear that they weren't suffering from any early effects oh of any sort gosh. of poison. It just hit them. They were totally fine, really enjoying themselves, and then they weren't. Dead. Oh, my gosh. If you're still not convinced, Gilbert and Margaret's blood had a purple discoloration, which is a characteristic of hydrogen sulfide poisoning. <gasps> so when I read all this, I was like, how could they be having sex with this awful smell there? Yeah. And then I read about the levels of hydrogen sulfide and its effect on the body. Okay. And we don't have the measurements of hydrogen sulfide at the river that day. Okay. But there is anecdotal evidence of levels of up to 100 parts per million being common in the area on still days. And we already know that the weather had been still there mm -hmm. for several days. So hydrogen sulfide does have this rotten egg smell, but only up to 50 parts per million. From 50 to 100 parts per million, the smell becomes sweet. And then once it goes over 100, it paralyzes the olfactory nerve oh. almost instantly. So you won't smell it. Oh. And it's a gas, so you're not going to see it. Right. And then once it goes over 200 parts per million, it causes respiratory failure in seconds. At 1,000 parts per million, a single breath causes instant cardiac arrest. Oh, my gosh. Time for a science lesson. Oh, I love these. As I already said, hydrogen sulfide is heavier than air, and in the cool of the morning, it hovers at ground level. Mm -hmm. Remember, Gilbert like and Margaret. Fog. Exactly. Gilbert and Margaret left the party at like 4 a.m., so we can assume that we're getting into those early morning hours where hydrogen sulfide would be naturally hovering at the mm -hmm. ground level anyway. And they chose this ground level private spot to make out, and the gas would pull in hollows or depressions on calm days, and it needs a breeze to like make dissipate, it blow yeah. around and dissipate. So here's a direct quote from one of the articles. If it is assumed that there was little or no gas around when Bogle and Chandler arrived, and there was an eruption of gas upstream, oh. the gas would seek the low points yeah. along the bay, and at 100 to 150 parts per million, it would be undetectable. Oh my gosh. The couple could remain for some time before feeling breathless and nauseous, but would smell and see nothing to explain this. Oh, no. They would have become confused as a result of hydrogen sulfide binding with the hemoglobin in the blood oh and reducing its oxygen-carrying capacity, making an escape difficult. Oh, my gosh. And then they died. That's crazy. So what about the bodies being covered up? So this took a while mm -hmm. to figure out. But Peter, the guy who did the documentary... Mm -hmm. He thinks that it was this greyhound trainer who walked his dogs in that area every single day. They think that he was actually the first one to discover the bodies, but he didn't report it. He did, however, cover them up. They think out of modesty because apparently he was like famously prudish oh. and got really uncomfortable at the sight of human flesh. Oh. And I read something about Margaret's handbag being found kind of far away. Uh -huh. So they think it might be possible that he might have even taken it. I'm not sure. That's just a theory. Yeah. So they said that could be another reason why he didn't report the bodies. Yeah. So he could have been just really uncomfortable with the whole thing and didn't want to be involved. Right. Covered up the bodies to like preserve their modesty. Yeah. And left. So like someone, yeah. whether it was him or somebody else, mm -hmm. covered up the bodies. Okay. 
but they weren't involved with the deaths. Man. Lastly, there might be an eyewitness to support the hydrogen sulfide story. Okay. A retired psychologist told Peter Butt, the man behind the documentary, that a young, I know, that a young, I mean, just imagine growing up with Butt as your last name. I know, I can't handle it either. Um, A young woman told him, he doesn't know her name, okay, the psychologist. Okay. He said a young woman told him that she and her girlfriend had gone to that same riverbank on the night that Gilbert and Margaret died. They had attended a New Year's Eve party, not the same one, okay, and saw another couple arrive, and they watched from the bushes while Gilbert and Margaret got it on. Knocking boots. I just really felt like we haven't used knocking boots in a while. No, it's been like probably get it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so this is hearsay. It's the psychologist's recollection of the young woman's eyewitness account two years after Gilbert and Margaret died. Okay. As far as I can tell, they have made pleas to get this young woman to come forward, but who knows if she's even still alive. Mm-hmm. And no one has come forward. But according to this story, at some point, the girl heard Margaret say loudly to Gilbert, why have you stopped? And he said nothing. And she said, keep going. And then suddenly, Margaret grabbed her throat and made a strangling noise and got up and staggered off. And after a few minutes, Gilbert rolled over and moved away from the water and up the slope. Now, this story matches the scene. Where they were, yeah. But it was also told two years later. Yeah, so they could have seen it in the news. It could have been made up to match the scene. Yeah. So who knows if it's true. Dang. And then the girl did say that she and her friend had smelled some rotten egg gas, but it seemed to go away as they moved closer to the edge of the water. They were there looking for their purse. As they searched, they discussed why had the couple acted so strangely, but they were like, well, maybe they were on drugs or something. Oh. And then later, when this became a big news story, they kept quiet for a reason. Like I said, the young woman was there with her girlfriend. And at the time, homosexuality was a crime in Australia. And the the psychologist said that he also believed that she was from a prominent Catholic family, Mm -hmm. which probably made it even more stressful to be placed, to be faced with explaining that she was out there with her girlfriend. So she didn't go to the police with her story. So this is it. If this is what happened. I fully believe that. Talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And apparently it had never happened before or since. Like, this is it. What an insanely horrible stroke of luck. Yeah. Who knew this could even happen? No. No, no, no. Just bubbled up. You're going to be killed by the river. Just around the river. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe it. What? When I started reading it, I was like, there's no way this is real. This is just some insane theory. And then the more I read about it, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's real. It's very real. Especially the purple tinged blood part. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. Science. He lived by science and died by science. It's really kind of so sad. Yeah. And she had her husband's blessing and she finally had to get it on with her crush. And then they got killed by. Science! Rotten egg! Like a horrible smell! They got killed by this... The, what is that? The pit of despair? No, that's Princess Bride. What is the <laughs> the bog of eternal stench? Oh, uh, <gasps> they got... They were murdered oh, by the bog. Horrible. What a horrible, horrible way to die. God. Wow. New fear unlocked. But it had to have happened so quick they didn't really even know what hit them. They would have been so confused at the time. And then they were both gone. 
And their poor kids. They did say the article I read, like, for years and years, because this um, documentary with this theory didn't come out until mm-hmm. 2006, and they died in, like, 62, 63. Okay. And so it said, like, for years, their kids were just, like, left. What happened? Like, we have no idea what yeah. happened. You know, their families are just completely. And then this documentary comes out, and they have to find out that way? But they were thankful to, yeah. like, have answers. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. And when Peter went to, I think he went to, maybe it was the original coroner or pathologist mm-hmm. and was like, here's all the, this information. And that, I don't know if it was the original or not, but whatever pathologist he spoke to was like, oh my gosh, this all makes sense. Yeah. It is the craziest thing I think the I've ever it. Got yeah. him. I just can't believe it. What a, just, oh, just a horrible. Yeah. Who knew? Just one more fear. Yeah, I'm terrified. One more, one more reason to not leave your house. There was no warning. No. If you see people just getting it on house. down in the bushes and they, you think that you smell something, yell out to them, hey, the bog body's going to get you. There's no warning. There's not. <sighs> okay, well. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Wow. We'll be back next week with mm-hmm. another story. <laughs> It'll probably just it's never going to. There won't be another one like this. this. I've never no. heard of anything like this. No. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. My gosh. I know.